Welcome to AM Best Audio. I'm John Weber for AM Best TV and we're at Risk World in Atlanta. Throughout this conference, we've been talking a lot about artificial intelligence. Today, we have a panel that will address the topic. They are Jeff Snyder, General Manager, Property Casualty, Gradient AI. Jody Yee, Global Industry Solutions Leader, Allianz. And Michael Combs, President and CEO of Corvell. And Michael, we're going to start with you today. Is the insurance industry ready for AI? I, I do love the question, John. I would say, uh, as with any technology, there will be the early adopters, the innovators, uh, and those that come later. I, I think if if companies invested heavily in, in AI, say, 10 years ago, they, they were probably a little early. But my belief is if, if you're not investing heavily today, uh, the train is leaving the station. Uh, now, now is the time to, to jump on board uh, and invest in the technology. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, and, you know, there's a, kind of a caveat that we see. Um, you, you can't jump right into AI. Um, you know, you, you need to have uh, control of your data first. Um, you need to know what's there. Um, and you need to be open to it, as, as Michael said. Um, you know, early adopters can see what, what isn't there yet, but what's going to be there. And what we hear from a lot of our clients who are industry leaders in their categories, um, exactly what Michael said. We know the industry's going in this direction. We're the leader in the category. We need to lead. No, i just like to echo what everybody else has said. I definitely think AI is something that's here to stay. It's something that we all have to adopt. From the insurance standpoint, I think this is going to be able to enable us to provide better customer experience. Uh, Jeff, where is the industry already using AI and where will it be using AI? I'm not going to try to answer the, the second question, where will it be, other than the obvious you know, generative AI, which is in the news so much. Um, the, the personal lines, uh, personal auto in particular, has kind of led the way for a long time. Uh, you know, submit three photos of your accident, get a check. Um, uh, customer service um, has used AI for, for quite a while in terms of chatbots. Um, I think where the industry is now um, is uh, trying to harness all that data that's sitting there um, and, uh, and, and take advantage of it, right? You, nobody can see the future. Um, but if you know what happened in the past and you can evaluate that on, you know, what I call an industrial scale, um, you can have a, a much better idea what's going to happen. I, uh, again, just, just, just like to echo, I think if we're thinking about where, where we are as an industry, if we're thinking about our customers and what their expectations are, their expectations are they want things that are more efficient and AI is going to help us do that, whether it is in the automobile space, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in, in, in something that we haven't necessarily even thought of. This is something that we have to use as an industry to help us provide a better customer experience. I certainly agree with, with Jeff and Jody uh, on the topic. It is uh, today scenarios where technology is, is leveraging AI is in pattern matching finding within the historical data patterns that can be compared against current data scenarios to speak to what might happen. So it's, a, I think, tremendous benefit. And, and once again, I certainly concur with Jeff, you have to have the right data 
right? But the pattern matching and, and finding scenarios in historical data can speak to what might happen uh, today with current data. Yeah, that's, that's the foundation of all machine learning, right? It's, it's, the machines learn the same way humans learn. They see patterns, they learn to recognize patterns. Um, people are very good at reaching conclusions with very few inputs. Uh, but people are terrible at making conclusions when they have an overwhelming number of inputs. Um, machine learning AI models are just the opposite. Um, if you only tell them a few things, um, they, they really can't make a valuable prediction. But you, you almost can't give them too many things. And so if you step back and look at the insurance industry, um, you know, they, they, carriers, TPAs, MGAs are sitting on these vast reserves of data that haven't been tapped. You know, we sort of, uh, you know, use the analogy, it's, it's like, uh, you know, the oil industry 150 years ago. We know there's a lot of oil down there. We know there's value. We, we just don't know how to get it out of the ground yet. And that's what I think um, uh, is standing in the way of, uh, of rapid adoption in the industry. Regardless, with this pattern matching, will we be able to trust AI to make the right decisions, especially when it comes to underwriting? Jody, what are your thoughts there? It depends. <laughs> no, I definitely think um, AI is going to be a tool for underwriters during their underwriting process, but it's not something that we can just sort of like just put, put the code in and just let the, the AI just go, go ahead with it. Because again, within insurance, it's not only about the data, right? It's all about, there, there are other things that come into play once you're doing your, your underwriting exercise. So I think it's going to be a, an enabler. It's going to enable us to be better solution providers for our clients and it's going to be better for the insurance market as a whole, but it's not necessarily going to take over. It's not going to be Skynet. Yeah, I, I don't think we're, we're thinking um, that uh, AI is going to replace underwriters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing you hear a lot is, you know, is, is, is AI going to take my job? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, another underwriter who's using AI is going to take your job. Um, so it, it, it's, it's helping underwriters and, uh, and claims managers uh, do better, um, you know, to be able to see more, evaluate more, uh, consider more in making their decisions. But I, I don't think, you know, we're ready to replace uh, those human decisions. I, I agree. It's, it's augment and elevate mm -hmm. yeah. the work of the team members interfacing with the AI. But do we have to worry about it making ethical decisions? You're assuming that the AI is making a decision, um, and, and it's really not. Um, what the AI is doing is making a, uh, in this context, making a prediction based on the inputs it's received. So it, it's no different than what we have now. Are we worried about uh, a, an underwriter um, making a biased decision uh, based on the inputs uh, he's, he's given? Or a claims manager making a biased decision based on the inputs that she's given? Um, AI, uh, to the extent it's machine learning trained on historical data, reflects that historical data. And so I think we have to be cognizant of um, and, uh, and try to filter out uh, biases that, that are reflected in that historical data. Yeah, yeah I'd just, just like to add again, it's just an additional data point for the underwriter, the actuaries, just to, to make their decisions. I, I think there is, there is the potential with, and I would say specifically generative AI, so 
uh, and that's the advancements in generative AI, ChatGPT, for instance, started late November 2022, 100 million users within two, two months. People are relying, inappropriately so, on responses to requests to generative AI, and the question is who controls that data? And are there biases within that data? So this is an area I do believe we need to be um, careful about, uh, considerate of, uh, what are we doing with the data and is it appropriate? Uh, it, we have to be very intentional, um, and I think everyone's agreeing. We're, there, there can't be blind trust in the technology. It is a tool that we need to determine how to use it appropriately. Yeah, I think a, you know, a great example is, is GPS. Now, I still have maps. I could use the maps to find my way you know, here. Um, I don't anymore because I have my phone. And I've learned that my phone is so reliable, I just rely on it. But if you think back to the early days of GPS, it really wasn't. Yes. Um, and you know, it was sort of trust but verify. Uh, because if you followed it blindly, very often you ended up in, in the right town in the wrong state, you know, or, or, or the right street in the wrong town. I think we all did that. Michael, do you foresee AI perhaps designing insurance products one day? I, I look at where we are with AI today and most specifically generative AI. I think there's a, a corollary, if you will, to where the internet was in 1993. So internet became publicly available in 1993. And did we at that time envision the applications that would generate because of the availability of the internet? And I, I would suggest uh, few had the vision to see what was coming. And I believe the same is true with generative AI. I expect it's going to have a dramatic impact in much less time than the internet has had um, on business in general. So yeah, I do expect it to change business applications that, that will be developed to, to leverage, to enhance uh, business in general. Yeah. yeah, I would just like to add, I think AI is just going to put a spotlight onto things that we haven't necessarily seen so far. So we're going to be using all of the, the data points and all of utilizing the data lakes and things like that. And then once we're able to look at the trends and things like that, which generative AI or AI is going to enable us to do, then us, if we're talking about insurance, are then going to be able to create a creative solution. Jeff, for the insurance industry, could artificial intelligence help level the playing field, particularly for smaller insurers competing with their larger brethren? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we see that all the time. Um, there are a couple of ways. Uh, you know, first of all, AI, basic machine learning, um, takes advantage of uh, these vast data resources uh, and boils them down to a single product. Um, if you're a very large carrier, um, you already have uh, you know, those assets. Uh, if you're a smaller carrier, uh, you don't. If you're a regional carrier and you want to move out of your region, um, you don't. You know how to do what you do, uh, where you do business, but once you move out, you don't have that experience. Um, AI in one form or another can help you take advantage of uh, the, the lessons learned in the past, the experience developed in the past uh, by, other, uh, by other companies in those other areas, different lines of business, different geographies, um, and, and help you uh, compete effectively. With the smaller companies, generally speaking, they're a little bit more nimble. So they're going to be able to leverage what AI is going to be able to provide them. So to level the, definitely to level the playing field. I agree. It, it will yep. lower the barriers to entry yep. 
in many uh, industries and certainly the insurance industry. That's a great point. Are insurance professionals going to have to learn to live with AI, Jody, or is it AI that's going to have to learn to live with insurance professionals? <laughs> it's definitely that AI is going to have to live with the insurance professionals. And I, I believe that because, again, from within the insurance industry, it's a relationship industry. So AI is not going to be able to replace that. However, we're going to be able to have better, more informed conversations with our clients. And the solutions that we provide are going to be better informed because we've previously been mentioning the amount of information that we all have, but we haven't been able to tap into it. And this is just going to enable us to tap into that. I see it. Um, so computers do some things really well and people do things that computers cannot do. The empathy, the compassion, the creativity. So I, I see not a competition between the two, but once again, an, an enhancing and elevating the work of people and using, once again, the, the technology to do things it does really well that uh, the people don't. As, as Jeff pointed out, um, people are not particularly good at considering vast amounts of data and finding patterns within data. They can take a few data points and make a decision, um, but the, the computers can consider so much historical information to draw connections and patterns and once again elevate to present to uh, the adjuster, the insurance uh, worker, um, uh, things to consider. I, I think um, insurance is the last mature industry that hasn't really embraced AI. So resistance is futile. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think the insurance industry is going to have to learn to live with AI. With AI. But um, I think this is an opportunity for uh, the industry to, to shape it and mold it. Michael was talking about the impact that, that uh, I think we all see generative AI is likely to have in ways that we haven't even figured out. So th this is the opportunity. Um, you know, how can it help your business? How can it help your business? Um, your day-to-day -day operations? Um, how can it help your long-term vision? Um, and, and, you know, have an influence and push it in that direction. Now, that's, that's what we're here to do is to fill those needs. And on that note, Jeff Snyder, Jody Yee, Michael Combs, thank you all so much for taking the time to speak with us here today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, John. And from Risk World in Atlanta, I'm John Weber for AM Best TV. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.